0: Take your Bible, please turn to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. We'll begin reading in verse number 1. When you found that, if you would just stand and honor the Word of God. Verse number 1 says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, In the days of Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, Saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. You can circle that word right there, his star. And are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child when you've found him. Bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. And when they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child uh, with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream, that they should not return to Herod, they departed unto their own country another way. And I believe we'll stop reading right there. Uh, We may pick up some verses later, but that's the gist of what I want to say this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come before your presence this morning with thanksgiving in our hearts for the Lord Jesus Christ, for his birth and for his salvation, for the grace that he brings. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us in this season of merrymaking to remember that the joy of the Lord is in the Lord Jesus. And I ask you, Lord, to just help us to exalt His name today. I pray that you'd uh, draw men and women, boys and girls, to yourself and help us to uh, just glorify the Lord in this service today. We love you, Lord. Thank you for Jesus. In His name I pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Cecil B. DeMille made the movie The Greatest Story Ever Told back in the 40s or 50s, somewhere along there. It is the greatest story ever told. This story of the Bethlehem baby who came to be the Savior of the whole world. And so, I just want to uh, look with you this morning at a Few, few things that may be a little bit different in our understand first of all this wise man scene is not part of the Christmas story. Sometime after the birth, sometime after uh, the uh and nobody knows exactly how long. If you base it on Herod's question to the uh, wise men, what time the star appeared, and then his response in verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked by, of the wise men, uh, was exceeding wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he diligently inquired of the wise men. If if you take that verse, they could have been there any time up to two years after the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's just the Bible perspective of the time. Uh, In this In this revealing of the sun, verse number 2, they said, where is He that is born King of the Jews? For we've seen His star in the east. This has nothing to do with the story, but I've studied it a little this week. First time it's ever caught my attention, I I was doing a word study of of the word east. In the Hebrew... The word east is the same word open. That's when the day opens up. That the door of the tabernacle, the door of the temple, was on the east. And that's where the opening was to meet with the Lord. But I found a verse over in the study of that. I found a verse Genesis. I'm not going there. But Genesis 25 verse 6 says that Abraham sent all the sons of his concubines east, away from Isaac and away from the chosen people of God. He sent them east. So it just kind of gives a little essence, where is he that is born King of the Jews? How the wise men over in Syria or Mesopotamia or somewhere, what, how did they know there was a King of the Jews? How did they, why did they care? Maybe that wisdom of Abraham had flowed down through the sons of the concubines to the Eastern societies as well. All it says is it pays to witness of the King of the Jews, right? So here come the God is not indifferent to human need. If you, I'm not going over here either. Over in Exodus chapter three, verse seven and eight, God told Moses, "Israel's been in Egypt now four hundred years." They went down a band of shepherds and now they're a nation, two million strong. And God told Moses in verse 7 and 8 of that chapter, I am not indifferent to the suffering of my people in Egypt. Could Could I say this this morning? Daniel said it and I say this every week. There is still a God in heaven he still rules in the affairs of men, and God still cares what goes on with the people of the You see that you see that care for the children of Israel over in 1 Kings chapter 19. I'm not going there either. Now Elijah has been threatened by Jezebel. He's called down. The fire on Mount Carmel had great victory. 430 prophets of Baal have been destroyed by one prayer, by one godly prayer. But Jezebel said, I, by this time tomorrow, you'll be joining them. And you remember, every, every one of us in faith, ought to be able to identify with Elijah because we fail in faith from time to time ourselves, don't we? And so he's running a thousand miles. He, he stood before 450 prophets of Baal, but he's running a thousand miles from one wicked woman. There's a message in that somewhere. But God saw him. Sent the angel, and remember, he had to wake him up, had to kick him on the side, and say, "Get up a second time, and eat." And he 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 cared about his flesh needs. That verse says that when he ate, he went in the strength of that meat forty days. God had some things for for Elijah. It's much more than that. He's going, to, he's going to show him the history or the future of the history of the Jews and how, they'll be, how they're going to have to reckon with other kings. And he's going to describe all of that and give it to, to Elijah. And then he's going to say, but I've anointed a man to serve in your room. He supplied his physical needs, but he supplied his spiritual needs. He supplied his intellectual needs, but he supplied his spiritual needs when he was in need. So so you say, what's he done for us? Romans 5.8 says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for our sins. When we had no goodness to declare, when we had no uh, good thing to bring to God, when we were absolutely unlovable, God cared about sinners and sent the Savior for them. In fact, 623 of Romans says that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is, is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Over in Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse fifteen, I believe it is. The Bible says, this is my Christmas verse every year. I can't get past it. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. When we didn't deserve anything, we deserved hell. When we didn't didn't love God at all, Christ died for our sins and now we have been given the gift of the Savior. God cares about people. So, uh, you can turn to Galatians if if you want to. Galatians 4 says, But when the fullness of time was come, Well, Herod's wondering about the time. And the wise men are asking about the time. Here's the answer right here. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because your sons God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba Father, understand this. Somebody said, Why y'all what in the world going on? Why can't y'all take a day off on a holiday? You having this service right here in the middle of the Christmas celebration. We could be over tomorrow and worshiping Santa Claus or something. Huh? This is why. He, he explained it right there. God sent His Son, the gift of God, to this generation. And now, we who have received Him, look right here. There's something holy right there. That Holy Spirit lives in me. He has given me the Spirit of His Son. The greatest day of the week to me is is Sunday, the Lord's Day. I look forward from one Lord's Day to the next Lord's Day. I look forward to what He'll do on this Lord's Day. I I just wonder what we could do in a response to that unspeakable gift that God has given us. I wonder how we could glorify His name in a way that we have never done before. I wonder if we could respond in our, hey, here's these pagans. Somewhere, somehow, maybe they're the sons of the concubines of Abraham. I don't know. But somehow the message of God has come down where they are. They don't know God. I'm not saying they're saved. But there's a wooing drawing of the Holy Spirit who, hey, why'd we come? Man, I thrilled over the song service this morning. I'm glad that Brother John reorganized and redid it. And I'm glad for every one of you that contributed. You may think you can't sing, but we glorified the Lord in our songs this morning. I needed that in my heart. And you need it in your heart, that's that spirit of that gift that is given to us desires fellowship with God the Father i'm going to say more about that in a minute, and so here come these the heathen world they didn't understand God, they don't understand the Bible. we're going to see that, but there's something. The Quakers used to say that in every that in every heart there's a three cornered hole, and a round world can't fill it. only Jesus can satisfy our soul it'll take the three and one it'll take the the Trinity to fill that heart well so so the kings of the east can't, you know, when God does stuff, the news gets out, doesn't it? I mean, when God sent His Son, the new Look at verse one, two, three, four. The news got out. First of all, the they, these heathen kings, these wise men, have come looking. For that sun. The news is out of there's a star over there. I read the other day that Islam is the single greatest contributor to the Christian religion in America today. What it was saying was that more. Islamic people are being saved today than Methodists or Catholics or... That was what the message was. You understand it? What I want to say is the star shines over there too. And the grace of God is extended. So so God answered human need. And it does attract attention. Verse 1 and 2, you see the, the heathen world. Verse 3 and 4, here's the Jews. Now, pa- Paul said in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto uh, salvation to all that believeth. To the Jew first, and also the Greek. So the Greeks got stirred up in verse 1 and 2 and the Jews got stirred up in verse 3 and 4 but the news got out about God's work. God revealed the Son. And I I did this outline quite a while ago but I, I redid it this week. And greatness recognizes the Son. These are not nobodies from nowhere, but these are the wise men of the East. There came wise men from the East. There's a lot of people in the East. There's a few wise men that still seek Him. They came. They came. They they recognized something that that God had done something. There was. They said we saw His star in the east. I'm still puzzled about the east. There's three mentions of the east right there in two verses. It kind of it just drew my attention. And all I've really looked at is a Bible dictionary. I know there's bound to be more about it somewhere. But here's the point I wanted to make. They saw grace in the sky. I mean, this is not a Jewish star and this is not an Abrahamic star This is not a, uh, I've got a shirt somewhere that says, don't put God in a box. With God, all things are possible. We put God in our Baptist box sometimes. We put him in our American box sometimes. We think we are the only people that can know the grace of God sometimes. But hey, there's an East over there somewhere. And they saw the star in the east. And God extends grace to people. He said He's going he's to raise up a people that are not a nation, a people with no recognition, a people with no names. He's going to raise them up to be the sons of God, the nation of God. He says that in Romans. Romans. I don't have time to go there for you, but it's there. So, these kings from the east who know nothing about grace have seen grace. God sent up the smoke signal. The stars in the east. It's a star of grace, I would say. We used to sing a song about the Bethlehem star. You know that one, John? I can see you puzzling about it. I'm glad I found another one you didn't like, I didn't know. Look over to uh, Romans chapter 5 with me. Romans chapter 5. Let's just begin reading. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You understand it? There is no peace with God outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's just one King of the Jews. There's just one Son of God who has the ability to answer faith with grace. Ephesians chapter 2 explains it. For by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So suddenly, here's a bunch of heathens. And grace appears. They could ignore it, they could rebel against it like Herod did. He that being often reproved and hardness of heart shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. Herod, Herod I'm not going to get down to that far, I don't think, but Herod Herod had Herod even sought the scribes and the Pharisees. The scribes are responsible for writing the Writing the uh, and writing the book and for teaching the book. By this time, the scribes are so busy with the laws of the rulers of the Jews that they've kind of drifted from teaching the real law, and so uh, they scramble around and. They found Micah 5.2 over there in the prophets. And he said he's going to be born in Bethlehem, the city of David, the house of bread. And Herod has, Herod has asked about it, but then Herod refuses it. Here's the heathens the kings of the east and they've come now on the advice of one star in the east. They've come. I don't know if that star was there uh, when Jesus was born. Seems logical he would be. But And I don't know how long it takes to get from the east to Jerusalem. But they've been a while getting here. They've come on on one message. There's grace. The king of the Jews, God's doing something over there. I saw a couple of times this week where where the uh, free meals and free toys have been given out. Happens every year at Christmas, and Dallas this week was overwhelmed with the crowd that responded. Uh, I watched the uh, Meals on Wheels preparation hundreds of igloo chests, maybe thousands of igloo chests had to be filled with meals just to supply the needs of people that couldn't feed themselves. It's easy to draw a crowd when free stuff is there, right? God's put up a big blinking neon sign. It's the star of the east that said, The sun is born. Under us a child is born. Under us a son is given. I got the imprint of it here on my book. This book of life. I want you to look at this. Look at Romans chapter 5 with me in just a minute. He said, We had faith. And now we have peace. Look at verse 2. By whom we have access. By faith unto this grace wherein we stand. That's what I'm talking about. Down in verse number 5. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Verse eight, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Understand it from all the way from verse one down to verse eight. He's, that's before we ever got saved. God did a work. But hey, God put the star in the east before they ever got saved. Much more then, verse 9, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved. So, uh, they saw grace. Look at verse uh, verse number 12. Wherefore, by one man sin into the world, and death by sin, so death passed on all men, for that all has sinned. 15. Not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For though, for through the offering of one, uh, though for through the offering of one, many be dead. Think about he's talking about Adam. Much more the grace of God and the gift of grace, which is by one man Jesus, the grace of God, the gift of grace, and and down to. Uh, Verse number 16. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses under justification. 17. Much more. They which received abundance of grace, the gift of righteousness, shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. And I... Let me read verse 20 just a minute. The law entered that the offense might abound. This Old Testament law is given to define the offense. And somebody wants to be saved by going to church on a certain day of the week. We don't even observe the Sabbath. Sabbath. If that rule is in effect, if if that rule is still in effect, we're all unsaved. But we don't live under that law. We've moved over here to grace, and we're over here not on the Sabbath day. This is the Lord's day. We're here celebrating the Savior, the 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 Savior of grace, not the God of the law. And if you want to keep the law, if you've got to add something to it. This week we had a discussion about baptism with somebody. I can't remember who, but they they had heard some preacher that did a pretty good job on salvation, but he added baptism on the end of it. If you think it's Lake Worth water could save anybody, I've got a bridge up there in Brooklyn I'd like to you. There's, no, there's nothing magic about that water. And I'll ask you this. Where'd the thief on the cross get baptized? Jesus said today you're going to be with heaven with me. Where'd he get baptized? Oh, it's no, it's not, it's not. See, baptism is something I can do to satisfy me. It has nothing to do with satisfying God. God has already done what needs... He's already, It's the mercy of God extended to us and we call it grace. We shouldn't have been saved, but we are saved. We shouldn't be His sons, but we are His sons. We shouldn't be able to say Abba Father, but we are able to say Abba Father. It's all by the grace of God. Nothing... In my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. So the grace. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. I'm still in Romans 5, verse 21. That as sin has reigned under death, so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by, the, by Jesus Christ our Lord. I've got to go on. I, I'd like to spend more time there, but I've got to go on. They saw grace in the sky. Let's see. Look, look down verse 9. And when they had heard the king about Bethlehem and where the, where the baby would be, when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them. It's no longer in the east. Now it went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, I said, I, I said circle that star, up, his star up there in verse 2. I've got it circled down through this chapter. And it's circled two times in 9 and 10. The star, the star. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding glad. You remember when somebody told you John 3, 16 and you understood it for yourself? You remember when you, when you heard that, that all of sin and come short of the glory of God and you knew that was true of you? But all of a sudden Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture and was buried and and raised again the third day according to the Scripture and I have a Savior who's able to deliver me. It's the grace of God through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, my faith in Him. So I wanted to say Not only did they see grace in the star, but they saw guidance in the star. God will always point you to Jesus. I've already talked a little bit about the Holy Spirit. I want to say a little bit more about Him, but first of all, I want to say we got the love letter from heaven. I'm so glad that my Father has given of the word that my father has given. Wonderful things in the Bible I see. This is the greatest. Jesus loved me. I was, uh, I just got through reading the uh, response to the greatest generation. Uh, Brokaw, Tom Brokaw wrote that book. And this book was just a quotation of those Responses that had come in, and the lady talked about her. Her husband was dead, but she didn't know where. She get. She said, said one of the, one of the uh, veterans who had been separated from her all these years couldn't find her when he got back to the states. He was there when her husband had died, when the bomb, when the bomb fell, and he he came with a pile of pile of uh, letters from her to him, and pictures of her that he had plastered inside his helmet so that he could look at it every every day. And. And he came with a message from her, for her. Somehow he got a hold of her name through that book that Tom Brokaw wrote. And he brought back the letters that he'd been saving since World War II. And He said, I just want you to know, when your husband got killed, you were on his mind. When that bomb blew, he had just got through pulling off his hat and shined it around the room and said, Isn't she beautiful? That's my wife. That's that girl that's waiting for me. That's that one that writes these letters. And after 30 years or so of not knowing, those love letters came back to, to life. That old book right there will take you to the grace of God. That book will take you to the Son of God. That book is the star that will guide you to grace and guide you to the... Hey, it's all about Jesus. The Old Testament says He's coming. The New Testament says He came and gave His life a ransom for many became the sin sacrifice that I could not make for myself. The guidance of the, the, guidance of the script, Peter said, I, I'm not going to second Peter, I think it is, verse number 19 of chapter 1. Peter was up on that mount of transfiguration. God said, don't say anything, Jesus said, don't say anything about it until I'm gone. And Peter's Peter's trying to explain it. I mean, he has seen he's seen the God man pull off the man and glisten as God before his eyes. And I can hear him saying, you know, he's a fisherman. Man, I wish you guys could have been there with me. I wish you boys could have saw what I saw up on that mountain. I wish I could say it in a way that you'd really get a hold. I wish I could preach Jesus in a way that you'd really get a hold of the, of the evidence of the only Savior of the world. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I can't say it all. I can't can't say it like it needs to be. I can't put the expression into those words. But I just urge you to take the Holy Spirit and take your Bible and find you a passage and meditate and chew on it Till the holy glow gets on your heart, Peter said, "I wish you could have been there with me, boys, but verse 19, but you have a more sure word of prophecy. hey, you got more you got more evidence on the page of that book than you could have had hey, if you'd have went there. I mean, we—some of us got Alzheimer's, some of us got dumb memories, and i do I don't—we I, couldn't remember all the details if we'd have been there. But we can go back and refresh ourselves. In the hey, those those thirty-year-old love letters came back to life as as that wife. Read her words again. How much she loved him. How much, she, how much he cared for her even though he couldn't speak. You understand it? I can preach it. You'll forget it before the day's over. But you can come back to it. You've got a wonderful things in the Bible I say. This is the greatest. Jesus loved me. He'll refresh that in your soul if you'll let him. I've dealt with hundreds of people down through the, my ministry that doubted their salvation. It's, it's one of two things. If you've got doubts, it's one of two things. You either have not been saved, never were saved, or... You've left this book out of your life. I mean, you can sit here and sit here and twiddle your thumbs while I preach and not get the word of God in your heart. But if you'll seek him off the page of this is the star. This is the Bethlehem star for our generation. He'll give you guidance through the Word of God. He'll give you guidance. I want to read one verse. I want to read one verse here in uh, John for you. In John 14:16, he says this. Jesus said this. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. The Greek is an alos. That's another one just like me. The Holy Spirit's as much a part of the Godhead as the as the Savior's a part of the Godhead, as the Father's a part of the Godhead. It's the three, it's, you know, somebody wants to put it like this, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's not that way at all. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're the three in one. They're equal. In every aspect. In power, in grace, abilities, in salvation. They're equal. And they're all necessary. I was working on that word parakletos. It means one called alongside to help. Another one just like me, who I've called alongside to help you. When we go to God with our sin, God the Father, with our sins, Jesus Christ becomes the Paracletos, who intercedes to the Father for us about our. Hey, He said. He said we have a high priest which can cannot be touched, can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. And we can come boldly to the throne of God and find access and help for every hour of need through our paraclete, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's come alongside to help us with our sin life. Now, if you're saved... What did he put him in you for? He's the paraclete who comes alongside. I don't have time to go to First John, but there's not the relationship is built the day you get saved. You can't ever be unsaved. I'm a Hudson. My dad's name was Harvey Hudson. I've done a lot of things that he could have thrown me out of the house and rejected me for. But he he could not break the relationship, I am his son. There were days and weeks that me and my dad had no fellowship because of my life. My life habits. The happy days... Of that husband, of that father-son relationship, were the days when we was both on the same page and we had fellowship with each other. I don't have time to deal with it more, but the great days were those days when I could link up with Dad, and Dad was Dad, and I was his boy. It was a wonderful time. I've got. As a little guy, a lot littler than you guys are. I remember when my my dad and mother'd be over visiting somebody, and they'd stay late. My little brother he was a ba- he was a baby, you know. I was a big boy, and my mother would carry my little brother into the house when we got home. I might be awake or half awake, but when my dad would pick me up. There was something built in my heart. I didn't want. I. I didn't want him to know I might be awake. I wanted to just stay asleep, so he could keep carrying me, and patting on me, and loving. Huh? Don't you want that with the Lord? The greatest day of your life is when He picks you up. He said, "I'll never leave you or forsake you." The greatest moment of Christianity is when he picks you up and draws you close and hey you're, you're tuned to the same station he's tuned to and, and that star is you're, you're following the leadership of that star you're where he wants you to be and that fellowship is built and he says over in John and truly our fellowship is with the Lord Don't miss the fellowship of knowing Him. That book will get you there. The Holy Spirit will get you there. The intercession of prayer will get you there. I don't have time to deal any more about it. He's the paraclete. Romans 8, 26 and 7 says, When we don't know what to pray for, He'll pray for us and get us back in shape with the Father. You're here this morning and you're out of fellowship. You're here and your Christmas is kind of a hollow thing. You know, if all you've got of Christmas is a few decorations on the lawn or a wrapped package or two coming off the tree, It's a pretty empty, you know, it's all over. Now you just pay bills for the rest of the January to get it all paid for. It's pretty empty. But when you have followed the star, they came to where he was. When they saw him, they gave their gifts to him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The gift of the prophet, the gift to the priest, the gift to the king. That's another message. Christmas is about him. Last week, the shepherds told us, don't miss the Christmas message. This week, the wise men say, keep looking to the star. Keep following us. Get where he is. Let, let that book, let your whole, that Holy Spirit in you, let that prayer life bring you to the place where he is. And then give him your gifts. And see if you won't be more blessed than you've ever been in your life. wish I had time to finish it up, but I don't have. We're not coming back tonight, so I can't do that. I'd like to talk about Harry. He was doubly condemned because he sought the truth of the Scriptures and then rebelled against them. James said, Him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it's sin. You may have not known about that star till this morning, but you've heard it this morning. So now, the question is, are you going to follow that star of grace? Are you going to follow that star of relationship? Are you going to follow that star of blessing? Hey, those wise men went back to the east, back over in heathen country. But they didn't go back as heathen. They now had seen the Savior. And they had given their self, Every gift is, is just a picture of this. You've heard about him. You may know about him. You've seen the star at times down through your life. But you may be like Herod. I'm going to get back to being boss. I'm going to, be back. I'm going to get back to being in charge as long as you keep that attitude, you're bound for a devil's hell. You're gonna suffer a double price. You've been better off, you never even heard the gospel one time. But he's put the star up here this morning and he's pointed it directly to the Savior. And you can either be saved and rejoice in him or you can go out of here condemned. I beg you this morning, come and get the grace poured on you. He'll save you and he'll keep you saved if you'll just let him. The star, my neighbor down the street's got a star he puts out in his yard It always means something special to me because of these scriptures. That star is still shining today. There is still a God in heaven. He still cares about lost sinners. He gave His only begotten Son. If you believe on Him, you could be saved. Let's stand. Father, I pray you've had your way here this morning. I pray God. That you'd just take charge of what we're doing here. Lord, I pray you'd touch the heart. What a wonderful day it is. And what a wonderful day it'd be to be saved and come into fellowship with the Lord himself through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray you'd help that one who's in rebellion to turn his heart And come to grace. Come to the Savior. Come to the Scriptures. Let the Holy Spirit direct Him to a salvation today. Please have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Page 139. Won't you come while the the altars are open, while we're singing, come. Hallelujah. The- get through with the sermons at Christmas time. There's so much grace and so much goodness and so much salvation available. You never get the, that is the greatest story ever told. I heard you just focus in your Christmas celebration today. Find a spot in your heart to just say thank you, Lord. Thank you for that star that shone in my life, directed me to Jesus. Thank you for sending the Savior. When I didn't want you, you you gave the gift to me. Just rejoice in Him a little bit today and celebrate Him as you celebrate this season. You get lost in the season but you won't get lost when you get up close to him all right brother john yeah.
1: let's sing our chorus angels from the realms of glory